Let us take a moment to pray before we think about God's word. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Last week we were introduced to that statement from the Church Without Walls report, which said that the core purpose of the church is to invite, encourage and enable people to be disciples of Jesus Christ. We focused especially on the words invite and disciples, so today I want to focus more on encourage. Because in this life of faith, in this calling to be disciples who invite others to be disciples, we need encouragement. Boys and girls, have you ever done something that's hard? Maybe you had to try something new. Well, whatever that hard thing was, what helped you keep going, to keep trying? I'll give you 60 seconds to think or talk about that at home. If you like, put up in the live chat the ideas you came up with. Maybe you said people who were around you like friends or family. It might have been the words that they said or maybe it was a sense of accomplishment that helped you to keep going. One of my hobbies is rock climbing and when I was starting out in rock climbing, it was very hard. My arms would get sore, I'd fall off the wall, I'd get frustrated that I couldn't get to the top of a climb. But what kept me going were my friends, because their encouragement, their words, their own perseverance helped me find strength of body and heart, of will. The word encouragement literally means to give heart to give strength to your heart, to keep going, to persevere. And we all need that most days, most weeks. We need someone to help us keep going, maybe through their example, their words, or, or even just their company, because these things strengthen our heart, our will. In our story today, once more we see Jesus calling someone to follow him, to be his disciple. Can you remember his name? It was Matthew, that's right. 
Now, can you also remember what Matthew's job was? Matthew was a tax collector. And tax collectors were not liked very much back then. They were employed by the Romans, who everybody hated. And Matthew's job was to make sure people paid a certain amount of money to the Romans. But tax collectors were also a bit of a bad bunch because they usually charged too much and they would get rich on the extra money. This meant that everybody hated them as well because they were traitors for helping the Romans and they were bad because they got rich at the expense of others. So here comes Jesus and he calls Matthew, a tax collector, to be his disciple. Matthew was being invited into a relationship, invited into God's purpose, just like the other disciples were last week. But Matthew's story teaches us something else as well. Matthew would have been despised. He would have been an outcast. With a group of friends, you could only trust as far as you could throw them. But Jesus calls Matthew and then goes home with him to have a meal. That was a big deal back then because there was an old saying that said, to share a meal is to share a life. The people you ate with were the people you accepted and welcomed into your life. So Jesus is doing something special here, in particular with Matthew. Jesus is inviting Matthew into a new family, a new place where he belongs. Matthew is no longer going to be simply known as the tax collector. He's now a disciple of Jesus. He's in relationship with Jesus. And as Jesus will say later, whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister. That goes for all the disciples. To every one of them, to every one of us, Jesus gives us an invitation to relationship and to purpose. But we don't do it alone to help us keep going, to give us heart and strength. Jesus invites us into his family, the family of God. That is more than just a loose collection of acquaintances or superficial friendships. We are called to be family together in all the seasons of life. In our current season, this is maybe especially important. You may have heard that the elders at Brighton's have decided not to open up the church sanctuary for worship just now. It is their decision to make and they weighed up all the issues and feedback. Currently, things are very limited in what we can do in worship and who could attend. And it was felt by the elders that such a worship environment would not offer as meaningful an experience for the majority of people than what is currently available online or via CD or in printed format. Nevertheless, the elders are aware that maybe what is most yearning in us just now is for community, 
to see one another and to be family together. There are probably many ways we could do this. Maybe from discussing or watching the Sunday service to, together, though you can't sing. Or inviting someone round for a cuppa, whether outdoors or indoors. But maybe there are other ideas as well. So if you have an idea about how we could be family together, then please get in contact and help us be family in this time. Equally, if you are feeling isolated and want support, then get in contact as well. There are, of course, other ideas, things we can try out, like getting your picture in for Community Corner or joining the pre-service Zoom Kappa. The Kappa runs from 10 to 10.40 every Sunday morning and you don't need to use a computer or tablet. You can just phone in and talk to a group of other people from the church. And because we are family, there are people around who are willing to help you get connected. So just ask, please, if you want to give it a try. Matthew was being invited into the family, a new family, the family of God. But in this story of Matthew's call to follow Jesus, we see something else. Matthew is also invited into forgiveness, to have peace with God. Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Jesus comes with the invitation to know the forgiveness of God, which is central to what God wishes for us, because sin has broken our relationship with God, it has broken our relationship with others, it has broken this world, even ourselves. Jesus, the great physician, comes to forgive sin as part of the means of healing this world. We see in the Old Testament that the heart of God is for us to know peace, shalom, which we might today describe as wholeness. It includes peace with God, peace with others, peace within yourself, peace of soul and of mind. Jesus comes with the invitation to begin a journey towards wholeness. Matthew had lost his way. He'd gone down a wrong track. He was broken on the inside. He was broken in his relationships with others. He was broken in his relationship with God. Yet in every dimension of Matthew's life, Jesus offers healing. He offers wholeness. Beginning with forgiveness. And as Matthew begins to experience this, he naturally invites others into that experience for themselves. To meet with Jesus, this God-man who has authority to forgive, to heal the soul and change our lives forever. Friends, will we respond like Matthew to Jesus? Will we take up his calling to follow 
to be family, to show a scandalous generosity towards others. You can't do that by staying removed or just looking out for yourself. You have to start looking out to others. And rather than seeing them as people who don't quite meet your mark, you have to show mercy, loving kindness, the Hesed covenant love of God. Yet all of us have failed in this at some point. And so all of us are broken on the inside. We need the healing of Jesus. We need his forgiveness. I wonder, will you respond to the invitation of Jesus today? To family and to wholeness? I pray it may be so. Amen.